Hey, I'm Kevin Pettit. And I'm Martin Frazier. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Lads. Lads. Today is, you know what, I'm, I, Martin, I made an executive decision. I'm just going to say it's Friday. Today is December 7th, 2018, because every time I listen to it the next day or, like, checking on if it quality sounds good, I'm like, wait, like, no one's going to be listening to this till like, the next morning. So I guess it makes more sense to say the next day, right? Even though we're recording on the 6th, I'm just going to lie to you all. I'm going to be honest and lie to you and say it's the next day. Does that sound good? See, I... I just accepted that it was Friday. I, my mind is so dumb. I was like, oh, it's Friday. I guess we're recording on a Friday instead of a Thursday. So, yeah, let's just go with it's Friday, dude. Okay. Like, because I was always like, I feel like some people wake up annoyed on Friday mornings if they're listening to this into commute at work, at work, because work fucking sucks. Uh, like, that they'd be like, it's not fucking, like, the, th- the Thursday, the 6th. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> fair. So, all right, so today's the fucking seventh. We're in the future right now. Um, and Martin, what, what are we, what are you drinking tonight, bud? I'm drinking a super cool beer. Um, it's, it's from Angry Orchards, uh, and it's called Snozberry. And the actual bottle itself is completely pink, and then this Willy Wonka looking dude on the front of it. <laughs> This and Willy it's uh <laughs> oh it is it is Willy Wonka. I just read it there. Uh, oh, confirmed. They chose, okay, good. Yeah, they chose the name Snozberry because this beer is like a golden ticket. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> shut, the, shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah, uh, right. But it's pretty uh, damn good. It's it's tasty. I mean, I want to call home about it, but it's it's pretty damn good. I'm gonna give it a seven point nine. Ooh, okay, barely, almost a B. You know that was that was always my grades in college. Almost there, just so I, close. I realized that I have like no consistency with my ratings, and I mm. really don't base it on anything. I just go with what my brain is telling me this tastes like, and this tastes like a seven point nine. I'll taste it again like three days from now and give it like a eight point five or six point four. Mm. So. My rankings have no meaning, so there you go, guys. Don't trust me. Yeah, life has no meaning, Martin. All right, so the next <laughs> one is I have the Hip Check Lager by Victory Brewing Company, an unbeatable beer, and it's a hockey guy beer. It has, like, a hockey mask on it with a crest and, like, uh, hockey sticks and a hockey puck on it. This is a badass can. That's why I picked it up as Flyers colors, even though the Flyers suck dick, but... It's all right. It's really good. It definitely is something I would drink at a Flyers game and try and get ripped on. So, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm going to say like a 7. I'll say like 7.8. I'm right there with you. It's a good quality drinking beer, and I could have a few of these. So, I'm, I'm a fan. Hell yeah. With the beer review out of the way, um, before we jump into our opening topics, I just want to remind the audience how fucking dumb I am. Um, today... 12-6-2018 or 12-7-2018, whatever you mm. prefer. Um, I realized that The Notebook had a super famous star in it, like the male lead. And for the love of God, I, Ryan oh Gosling. My, oh, my God. I, I had no idea that Ryan Gosling was in The Notebook. And I've seen The Notebook. My uh, what I, fucking... <laughs> what? What? I didn't know. I didn't know he was famous. Is that how he got famous? I I thought it was. I I did not think it was Ryan or Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Um, uh, yeah, okay. my brain so, is super dumb. Yeah. No. I that. I mean. I, that's just. That's different. 
I, I really don't have, I don't have a comment on this. I was like, all right. Oh, that reminds me um, of things that are stupid. I had this weird thought today at work, and I need to get your opinion on it. So Go. I was fantasizing about my funeral, and I was like thinking, <laughs> um, like, is it's it bright topic, Kev? <laughs> no, no. And the reason I bring it up is because I was like thinking about my funeral. Like, all right, who would be there? Like, what would they say? Um, where would it be Catholic? Because I'm Catholic, but like my family doesn't really practice. Like, I had all these thoughts about like what, would, like, I wonder what that person would wear. I don't know. It was fucking weird. And then I was like, am I narcissistic or suicidal? Like, I like seriously <laughs> had this thought. Like, like is this more narcissism or like, am I? Do I just want to die? But am I think? Is it narcissistic to think about that? I don't know. Like, I literally spent, like, an hour debating myself. Am I an asshole right now for thinking about this? Like, or, like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, well, I wouldn't want them there. Like, I would hope someone would tell them, like, <laughs> you're, you're not welcome. I don't know. So what's your opinion? Like, thinking about your funeral, which I think is totally rational, um, is is that more narcissistic or suicidal? I think it's a suicidal narcissism at its oh. finest or a very, <laughs> okay. very dark narcissist. Like, mm. like people who are narcissists usually are are thinking i'm the best i look fucking great and Uh here you have you you fucking weirdo thinking about your (laughs) funeral and saying hmm what would people wear at my funeral what would they say about me you fucking weirdo (laughs) i'm like imagine like josie Mourinho. that's like his everyday thought like they will say so many good things about me and i was the (laughs) i was the best i was the absolute best I don't know. I've, I've been fucking crazy at work, man. Like, today, like, i just been, like, in fuck it mode in the holidays. And I wrote a blog today for our law firm. And it's about, like, if Santa Claus, like, had to go to jail for running over grandma, what would be, like, the case for that? I wrote that. And I turned that into, like, partners at our law firm. So... It, it was like talking about like how he'd have like manslaughter 10 to 20 years was he under the influence of anything uh you know was his reindeer light out like i just i wrote this whole blog about like how santa like could go to jail for running over grandma but then i'm like uh well we're not including any other holidays and it's probably messed up that we're talking about a dead person like well it's a song like they're not really dead um so i well, all right so soccer <laughs> um, um, so th- this is how my brain works on a daily basis. So, all right. So Pele, you know the guy, the legend, uh, the goat, um, had some comments about Lionel Messi that's come out, essentially saying that he is way better than Messi. I'm paraphrasing what he said because he used his head. He used both his. This is Pele saying. Pele is better because not only did he use his head, he used both his legs, and he was way more skilled, and Messi only uses his, like, left foot, and that's it. Yeah, the direct quote is, Messi only shoots with one leg, only has one skill, and doesn't head the ball well. I kind of love it that... He he's oh, just talking mad shit. No, I mean it's obviously wrong. It's it's completely wrong. But I love it when these old ass football heads rip into the inarguable one of the best uh players in the history of soccer with no evidence to back it up. I think Pele is the only person other than myself that says Messi's not that good of a player. Pele's well, out just, of his fucking mind just like me. Yeah. No, he's like fucking has Alzheimer's or some shit because like he literally changes his position like every single time he's like well I think Ronaldo's the best I think Pele's the best you know like the guy's like flip-flop so many times and then at the end he's just like well I'm the best you know it's like Kobe Bryant (laughs) like when he comes out he's like whoa whoa, don't forget about me put me in the goat conversation um and I you know 
I just don't get it. And, like, the thing that's bothering me is now all these Pele stands, all these, like, hardcore defenders of Pele are coming out. And, like, like I'm not – and everyone's like, I'm not criticizing Pele. I have before, but, like, he is undoubtedly, like, the, the best player of all time or at least of that generation – up till I've probably seen Messi, Ronaldo, or like Maradona, where he's also come out and said Maradona's better, and I'm still like, no. But that's another discussion. But it's okay. Let's just make it clear. Like all these people are trying to make it seem that like Pele cannot be criticized whatsoever. He's like, he's, it's like people are saying like, if you talk about Pele, you're talking about their mother, you know. And I don't think <laughs> yeah. that's exactly like people are making it seem like he's untouchable, and I think that's bullshit. Like Pele, undeniably one of the best players of all time greatest i'll say goat i'll say it but it is totally fine to criticize him of things he says because i think i what he says can be wrong so yeah he was good at soccer he was good at soccer not good at uh opinions on soccer i mean granted he obviously knows soccer better than 99 percent of the people out there but for god's sakes don't take his opinion as law as the rule like the dude's the dude's 78 years old and he flip-flops like you said so let's let's chill the fuck out and since pele criticized Messi, i'm gonna criticize pele oh ooh. um let's yeah go. watch out watch out pele here i yeah, come sup all right so this goes for almost all sports nba nfl nhl uh and soccer those are the only sports i recognize mm-hmm. um if you played in 1970 or earlier, I do not consider the the test of the opponents and the skill of the players in those eras anywhere close to the current level of play. Um, so I do not think players that played either NBA like Jerry West, um, uh, fucking Bill uh, Russell, Bill uh, Russell, fucking Oscar George Ro- Mikan, Oscar er, Robinson, Robinson, yeah. Yeah, any of those players, granted they are phenomenal players with a phenomenal history, but I do not consider any of those players anywhere close to the players like MJ, uh, KD, LeBron, fucking AI. They played in a different era, and that goes for uh, Pele, Maradona, um, fucking even Bobby Charlton. Uh, I do not consider them any... Anywhere Ooh. fucking close to the players that <laughs> play stepping, today. You're stepping on some hollowed grounds there. <laughs> oh, I know. And Bobby yeah. Charlton's my boy. But yeah. God damn it, would I take Bobby Charlton in his prime or would I take Wayne Rooney? I'd take Wayne Rooney any fucking day mm. of the week. So, mm. at me, old boys. At Y'all me, didn't please. play as well. Yeah, it's just, I get it. Like, And we're not, like, and the argument will be like, well, they played against who they had at the time. It's like, well, they sucked. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. They um, didn't choose it, but... The facts still remain. Fuck y'all. And, and you know what, Pele? The fact that Messi is so goddamn good with his left foot and doesn't need any of those other things and is still considered the GOAT, you're on the fucking hot seat because you had to use all different parts of your body and Messi is so fucking good, he only has to use his left foot. Imagine. Could you imagine if he used all his other parts? <laughs> like, like, I've seen Messi score a hat trick with his right foot. I've seen Messi do headers. I've seen him do all that. So I don't even know where this criticism is really coming from. Yeah, it's not the biggest part of his game because the best part of his game is dribbling through an entire team and then shooting with his left foot. If you're so good at one thing, why change it? I, I, you know, it's just, it's just old man yelling at the fucking sky mentality. You know, it's, 
uh, it's just like I'm just like I don't think that's going to age well at all. And I think it's like I think he's Pele's realizing that Messi is going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. So it's like Michael Jordan coming out and saying something. Kobe Bryant, you know, these different players trying to hold on to their legacy when these other players are like very close. So oh no, I did. It, I just was like, this guy's a fucking moron. Like he obviously like doesn't like appreciate this greatness because honestly. Messi, Ronaldo, those are going to be the two best players of my generation by far. I'm just calling it right now. And you can old takes expose me later for it, but I don't think I'm going to see something like that. But you never know. Maybe Mbappe. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, you got anything else on this? Uh, let's just close it out with just like driver's license, old people need to renew their uh, ability to comment on current soccer players especially if you're gonna have a spicy take like that all right i like it yeah old people shouldn't fucking drive i just <laughs> yeah that's, that's that's what i want you guys to fucking get from this away. little discussion yeah, take it from this ban just old people from driving just get the fuck out of my way all right <laughs> let's move on to the lads derby baby manchester united versus arsenal Woo! okay um this was i i feel like i'm getting back to back just pure octane fueled action pumped into my veins north london derby and then another hardcore rivalry oh my god martin are you kidding me and i'm just so upset this is the first lads derby we haven't been together and let's go back to the last lads derby where i had to shotgun a four loco so luckily it's a draw but everyone's saying that we still have to do something because of the draw but you know a little, you know a little public opinion a little simmer for a bit and they'll, for, they'll, they'll forget about it but because I really don't want to shotgun another Four loco. I said I might do another Foster's can, but I really don't want to shotgun another Four loco. But, Martin, what is your big takeaway from this Man United game? Just fucking horrible defenses, De Gea slips, some, uh, lots of fouls, five yellow cards in, like, what was it, like ten minutes it felt like in the first half. Yeah, um, it was actually so, five and five. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ. Um, what, what? So what is your big takeaway from this game? Uh what do you like? Is is this a good result for Manchester United at home? At least getting a draw because it seemed like Arsenal seemed to be the more dangerous sides for long spells. Like, so what is your what is your take from this? Um, I mean, first and foremost, this is how football should be played. This is why I love the English Premier League. We saw it um, in the North London derby on Sunday. We saw it on the Merseyside derby on Sunday. Now we see it again with Arsenal playing Manchester United. Hard-fought football, exciting football the entire 90 minutes. People getting up in arms at each other, harsh tackles, yellow cards. Like, this is why I love, 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 love soccer and the English Premier League. So this was an awesome game to watch from a neutral perspective just because it was chaos from the first minute to the last minute. Um, But for each team, uh, for this Manchester United team, this is a decent result for them to get. Um... I don't think that I don't think that Manchester United players or fans are necessarily happy after a 2-2 draw, especially seeing as both of those goals were just horrific defensive mistakes on Manchester United parts. Um, and it really shows Manchester United need to bring in a true leader in the center back position in January. However, Marcus Rojo has been pr- impressing the shit out of me. Eric Bai has been impressing the shit out of me. So kick. Uh, fake Obama, Chris Smalling off the field, bring in a established, brilliant defender to really teach the buys and the rojos of this squad to defend 
uh, resoundly and defend well. And Manchester United would be in better shape in the back. Uh, going forward, Manchester United looked like they were attacking at some points. And through Martial, Rashford, and Lingard, who I really like as a front three, um, they, they had some pretty great link-up play uh, and threatened that Arsenal goal. Uh, resulting in two goals. I mean, the Lingard goal was fucking crazy. Uh, what was it, like 20 seconds after uh, Arsenal scored, Lingard got that equalizer? Yeah, then I, on the Ar- I, I blinked, and I was like, what? Wait, I, like, we literally, I think the stat was like Arsenal had the lead for a combined like three minutes this entire yeah. game. Because you had Mustafi in the 26th with the header, then Martial uh, in the 30th minute, and then you had the Rojo own goal in the 68th minute, and then in the 69th minute, nice, Jesse Lingard scored. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a fun fucking game. Uh, I thought, like you said, Arsenal definitely w- were the more dangerous side, but I, I thought Manchester United held them pretty well and limited the danger, especially from Aubameyang. I didn't expect Aubameyang to kind of disappear like he did until he got that um, uh, shot off. And finally, Lacazette, always dangerous off the bench. And then Mickey Tarian, last thing I'll say about Arsenal, if that goal in the 90th minute, if he was not offsides, that would have been one of the most brilliant goals I've ever seen. The dude was on the touchline, and he found the back of the net. That was just insane. Yeah, I, man, it, it was just nice to see two gritty matches back-to-back. And I'm just, I'm actually kind of proud for Arsenal because I feel like they gave it their fucking all, you know, uh, in the North London Derby. So the fact that they could go to go away after an emotional North London Derby win and pull out a draw, I thought it was fantastic. But again, both our defenses fucking suck. And God damn it, Marcus Rojo almost broke my boy Guendouzi's fucking ankle on that one. That was bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, both teams were doing some pretty dangerous fouls there. But God damn, I was like, if he would have moved it, I, I could just like hear it snap like a twig in my head. I was like, oh. Uh. Um, also, shout out to Fellaini. He's a hair puller. So, dude, fuck know, Fellaini. He's such dude, a dick. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell? Um, that was, I was, and all the memes were like, he misses his hair. It was that belongs to him. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, he misses his own, like, and I was just like, what that? Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, like, like he's an experienced footballer, right? Like, don't do that. Um, but all in all, this match just brought out some good memories of how, like, you know, uh what the Manchester United Arsenal rivalry, you know, used to be, you know, for the past, like, I'm going to admit it, I mean, the past decade almost, Martin, you guys have been just, like, dominating us, and the past, it would be, like, probably the early 2000s, is back when it was, like, from the, like, late 90s to, like, mid-2000s was, like, when it was, like, the best rivalry, you know, because we actually, like, beat mm-hmm. you sometimes, so... Uh, this was this was really nice to see. A lot of nice grit out there. Meta Ozil again, not in the squad, um, which I I don't know what his future is going to be. Which is kind of like uh, I guess I, I'm not even like that worried because if we're if if it's working, like don't fix that's not broken, you know. So, um, but I mean, for w- God's sakes, I think y'all look the better team um, without Ozil. I like Guendouzi, and I, I think Granite Jaka. I know he was suspended for this match, but I think the Granite Jaka, Guendouzi, Aaron Ramsey trio in that midfield is a much st- stronger trio than Otso at top. I, I think Otso kind of takes away from this man or this uh, Arsenal spirit. Uh, everyone in that midfield, everyone on that Arsenal team, 
look like pit bulls, look like they want, want, want only one thing, and that's to win, to get the ball. And on another fucking unpopular opinion, I say, who the fuck needs Ozo? This has been, what, three or four games uh, sans Ozo, and there hasn't been a dip in quality. The fire is still there in the Arsenal team. Hell, sell him. Buy a defender. Shore up mm. that defense. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, maybe do a package with Mickey Tarian. That would be cool. I wish there was like NBA trades, you know, where you yeah. could like, pa- like package players. I'd mm-hmm. like, you know, be like, I'll give you an Ozil and a Mickey Tarian for uh, Dybala. I mean, that's a very bad trade, but like, you know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> you know, like uh, where you could like and like send like assets as well, but like there's no like drafts or anything, so that wouldn't really work. But like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'll send you a couple loans. I'll loan these academy players. Plus, I'll send, like that would be really cool yeah that that actually would um i i know there are some some very few deals where a player will sign will send uh a couple players to another team and then release their star player i've, I've heard about it once or twice in in the past like five years but I, I would love to see more packaging and that would you know rather than spend a hundred million fucking dollars just trade players. That'd be sick as shit. Yeah, it's never going to happen. All right, moving on to uh, <laughs> Chelsea versus the Wolves of Wolverhampton. Uh, the Wanderers, sorry. Sorry. Uh, they uh, beat Chelsea. Oh, shit. Um, upset of the weekend. Martin, all the Kanye West, I'm a fix Wolves tweets were out there. <laughs> uh, which I was like going to call out Barstool Sam and be like, dude, that's so, like, we get it like that's been all year when they've won like i'm a fix wolves but it's fine <laughs> it's fine he can you know it's it's cool sammy uh wolverhampton you know we've been saying all year i mean they've been the best side that have come up from the championship and they've been like some of the deadliest you know and they just have talent all over they got a great manager and for sorry in his side this is this is really disappointing yeah, dude. I mean, first and foremost, huge fucking shout out to the Wandering Wolves of Wolverhampton. Uh, their record against the top six is insane. Drew against Manchester City. Drew against uh, Manchester United. Drew against Arsenal. Lost to Tottenham. Um, and then win against Chelsea. Their record against the top six is fucking insane. And they play Liverpool on the 21st of this month. So I'd love to see the Wolves keep being the giant killers. I mean, granted... Uh, the Wolves are sitting in 12th place with 19 points, but I think they are the only team in that uh, bottom half of the table, fucking, for God's sakes, from 6th to 20th, that bring that fight to every single top six t- side and get results from them. It, it's crazy. Uh, so huge sh- shout-out to their coach, Nuno Santa- Sanchez, and uh, their players. Um, but sorry needs to fucking find himself, dude. Like, they are sitting... They are sitting fucking 10 points behind Manchester City already. And I, I remember, like, not two months ago, I had Chelsea and City going head-to-head for the rest of the year. Um, so how wrong was I? So sorry, really needs to fucking fix himself, especially on the attack. Uh, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Hazard can't do it all, dude. He needs a strike partner. That dude, is someone the guy other hasn't than Murata. scored since like October. I keep seeing that stat going around, and <laughs> that's crazy. Like, remember in the beginning of the year, like uh, Hazard's gone quiet. Like he's all quiet on the Western Front. He is. There is no like. He has not been the player he has in the first like you know five or six matches of the season. 
Um, so, and remember, we said he was like in the beginning of the season, we're like, oh, yeah, he's the easy PFA player of the year so far. And right now, who is? It's probably someone on City, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, who cares about them? You, you know, people talk about them too much. But, um, yeah, I think a problem with Chelsea is that they're too soft. A lot of the players feel soft to me, you know, um, especially Morata. That guy's got to fucking show up and be more consistent. And we've said that before with, like, the two strikers, like Lukaku and Morata. But, I mean, the guy just blows opportunity after opportunity, you know what I mean? Um and another thing is, like, I just feel like this team is just, like, they're doing the whole, like, lackadaisical pass in the middle, and, like, there's nothing going forward. And it's just really, really bothersome. And I see Sorry just, like, I see him struggling on the sidelines. Like, dude, just give him a sig. Like, fuck the rules. Like, that guy is going <laughs> to, like, I don't know what's going to kill him, but it's it's going to be this team, not the cigarettes, because I feel like he's just getting so frustrated by like the lack of just like you know cohesiveness so uh, at least I I will say Ruben Loftus-Cheek that is a bright spot that's cool seeing him get a goal and uh, uh, but again congrats to the Wolves great win Uh, Kanye West fixed the Wolves I'll say the joke I don't give a fuck Um, it was uh, you know upset of the weekend and you know honestly like that is you know if you're going to be betting on the Wolves against the top six. I mean, that's a pretty good bet so far. I mean, they're pretty consistent. Oh, yeah, dude. And, I mean, one bright spot in this whole Chelsea bullshit is, yeah, they lost 3-1 to Tottenham. They beat Fulham uh, past we- weekend, and then they lost again to the Wolves. But remember remember Pep's first season at Manchester City. It's going to take this Chelsea team, these Chelsea players, a while to adapt to the sorry system if they do adapt so look even if Chelsea do not challenge City to the title I mean I would not fire sorry after one season if if they are in the top four if they continue to you know put up a fight in uh the rest of the season this isn't any reason to panic if you're a Chelsea fan in my opinion this is sorry's first fucking year in English football and for a while there, he had everything running. These are just growing pains. And look, get get fucking Hazard a strike partner who is a much better player than soft-ass Murata and beautiful-ass Giroud. Uh, and you'll, you'll be in much better shape. Then they can take that free-flowing, attack-minded football that Sorry preaches. So, in all, Wolves, giant killers, fuck with them, heavy. Chelsea, fix yourself. Yeah, what you, what are you doing? Why can't you be more like your brother? I don't get it. All right, <laughs> moving on to Liverpool versus Burnley. Uh, Liverpool, uh, Klopp with you know the big balls of uh, Jurgen Klopp decided not to start his front three, and you know it backfired. Jack Cork in the fifty fourth minute with the goal. Uh, it seemed like this whole tactic of resting his player was going to you know backfire heavily. Um, but it turns out when James Milner scores, he does not lose. So after James Milner scored in the 62nd minute, we had uh, Bobby Firmino in the 69th. Nice. And then Sheridan Shakiri in the 91st. Who, On the last podcast, I said Lucas Torreira was the best signing in the summer. I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's Shakiri By God. <laughs> it's he's, I saw a stat today. He's been in every 108th minute. He's involved with the goal of his sister scored. Like... God, he's so talented and ridiculous, and he works so seamlessly, 
perfectly into Klopp's system that he's like the perfect player for excuse me for them so uh, I'm like this is the Liverpool I've been waiting to see the one who actually put up more than two goals so this was fun to see and the fact that they scored in all three goals in the span of 30 minutes in the second half and were able to rally um, in terms of Burnley god they got to get their shit together it's not like they should have gone up one and should have got last year's Burnley would have gotten a goal and then probably would have let up one, but they would have got a draw out of this. I don't know what's going on with Burnley. I don't know what's going on with Sean Dyche's men, the worm eaters. It's bothersome. I'm worried about them. I don't want, I, do, I want them in the premier league because they honestly have the coolest crest. If you look at their crest, it's pretty badass, And I like the color scheme for one. Sean Dyche is a ginger. We need more of those because we're a dying breed. And third, uh, yeah, I didn't have a third one. But, yeah, I, I'd like to see Burnley still in the league. Yeah, uh, Deutsch definitely has to shape up that worm-eating squad. Uh, but like you said, this is the Liverpool that, you know, everybody's been kind of waiting for. Um, Milner said it best. This game showed our mettle. Uh, they went down to Cork in the 54th minute and rallied to win the game 3-1. Um, but i i thought i thought liverpool was going to trounce burnley so this game wasn't a surprise to me the thing that surprised me most and the thing that i liked the most about this game was the post-match uh shenanigans between klopp and sean deitch um so apparently deitch was super pissed at klopp because the german was constantly talking to the fourth official asking for fouls and shit um, and then when uh, Klopp heard about that, he said to the press that I said to the referee after the first sliding tackle that went over six or seven yards and he got the ball and everybody liked it. I didn't want them to do that again. I didn't want them to slide tackle. Um, he said it wasn't a foul, but they cannot do that. Um, like, what the fuck, dude? The, Klopp doesn't want people slide tackling uh, his players. I know Joe Gomez fractured his, his leg, but for Christ's sakes, if it's a clean tackle, if it's a hard tackle, but they get the ball, who the fuck cares? Like, I want to see physicality in football. I want to see some crunching tackles. Uh, some of my favorite defensive memories were from John Terry, Nemanja Vidic, fucking just hulking hulking terrors in the defense who would put their body and anybody else who got on the in the way on the line to get that ball so for Klopp to say cut down on sliding tackles I mean that's just that's just farcical to me like fuck yourself man you won 3-1 you <laughs> yeah, dominated just, yo 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 he's just trying to look out for his boys man like it's cool. I don't care <laughs> stop trying to ruin the game you fucking German stop dude you just hate Jurgen Klopp I'm, I'm I do so, I do you're, getting, you're getting so much bias you gotta love that funny German man I, well, he's not, not funny he's a douche Oh, I'll say it first. It. Dude, he's got I'd... everybody eating out of his hand. <laughs> Ooh, he's a funny German. He's not like Hitler, who wasn't funny. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my comparison, motherfuckers. Live with it. Oh, man, that's like two. You went on the other end of the spectrum. That was not oh, yeah. where I thought that was going. But, uh, you know, he's not like Hitler. It's like, well, is anyone? <laughs> All right, well, I like that funny man. He's passionate. He's passionate. He's passionate. Um, he's passionate. He's fake passionate. 
Oh, get the Sir fuck. Alex was passionate oh, and real my God. passionate. Suck my He's dick. the only passion please, I will please. recognize. <laughs> suck, suck my dick. All right, moving on. Congrats to Liverpool for being gritty and having a fun manager. Moving on to Manchester. <laughs> Who's not Hitler? He's not. He's not. He's confirmed. We first hear it first on on Lad's podcast. Not confirmed. Not Hitler. Um, Watford, Man City, Man City. God, they're just disgusting. They're just honestly just like Rian Mares on this side. Like just was another one of those signings from like a lesser side club like Shakiri, where just falls into a place seamlessly. Like just without like. Just like oh, like it's like Kevin Durant going to Golden State Warriors. Like it just oh, it just makes sense. Like the ball passing, the movement, the just shooting. Like it's uh, Leroy Sané, Riyad Mahrez on the score sheet, late goal from Watford. But ultimately, Man City is cruising. And I saw something on Twitter. It's like you know Liverpool has to accept at one point that it's not a two horse race anymore, and Man City's <laughs> got it. Like it's like you know that's what Tottenham and Chelsea have already done. That the person said like Liverpool hasn't come to terms yet. They're still in the closet. They can't accept it. So. Uh, Martin, I don't have too much to say about this game besides Manchester City is a goddamn machine, a killing machine, a T-1000. It's just unfair. It's just really unfair. And if I'm a Man City fan, are you guys bored yet of winning? Like, it's more fun when your team's in turmoil and then sometimes wins. Like, you guys just be like, you're just fucking just, you know... You're, you've got this white privilege, and <laughs> and uh, it's just you know it's uh, God. They're so good. I, I don't even know what else to say. Like I'm, I want to say like oh, there's problems in the locker room. Like I want it to be like Golden State, where I can be like, yeah, there's some there's some drama in the locker room. Kevin DeBruyne, like there's none. They're all just working seamlessly. Pep is a goddamn genius. The way they formulate their attack plan against everyone is so down to like the fucking tack. Like, it is so pinpoint perfect. It's just, it's unreal to watch. Yeah, we were uh, talking about Manchester City's attack um, when they beat Tottenham. And uh, like we said, they do not change their system regardless of who they play. And they dominate any team that gets in in their way. And Watford was no fucking exception. Um, I'm just so depressingly impressed by this Manchester City team. I think I can... I, th- I think I can comfortably say that they are the best team in the world right now. Um, mm. And they are firing on every single cylinder and then some. They, they're just so fucking impressive. Home, away, great teams, lesser teams. They're just the model of consistency. And I genuinely, genuinely fear this team and fear what they can do to the English Premier League because the fact of the matter is... They're still no a close. young team, and they're still so fucking young. So this this team could could very well dominate for the next five, seven years. So fingers crossed, <clears throat> pray to whatever God you believe yeah. in that that's not the case because that would make uh, the Premier League the Bundesliga, where Bayern Munich wins every single year, and Liverpool would be the perfect fucking Borussia Dortmund at this point. It would, yeah. It just feels like no one's close to them. And it's really unsettling. Um, even if, like, you know, you feel like you're good. Like, I felt – remember we were saying, like, Tottenham sneaky good? Man City's, like, sneakily just creeping away with this already. Like, people are yeah. still saying, like, it's, like, close. It's get, it's still close. Like, if you look at the table, they're already sneaking away with this. I know Liverpool is only, what, like, two points off? But still, mm-hmm. if you look how Liverpool has been playing compared to Man City, it sometimes feels like it's not even close. So yeah, completely it, it, agreed. It is, 
And it's not even because Liverpool is bad. They are phenomenal. It's just that Man City is just another tier above them right now. So I think it's going to literally take – I still have Liverpool winning the league, but it's literally going to take everything they have. And I would never wish an injury, but it may take a few injuries on Man City. I don't know. Like, God forbid, I would never wish that. But, you know, if it happens, I I didn't wish it. So you heard it here first. Um <laughs> Moving on to the Spurs, uh, who <laughs> passed Arsenal in like a matter of two days to go above them in the table. God damn it. Um, Tottenham beat Southampton 3 1. Goals by Kane, Lucas Mora, Song Him uh, by Son, uh, and a late goal by Charlie Austin. Uh, just, you know, bad, uh, you know, bad first game for the new manager of uh, Southampton. <laughs> That's gotta that's gotta suck so much to be like, all right, I get this new club that's in turmoil. Who do I got up first? Oh, Tottenham. Ah, oh, fuck. So like, <laughs> you got, got it. It's like it's just not fair. I feel so bad for this dude. But Harry Kane, phenomenal. Lucas Moura, Son. It's great to see them bounce back. Well, not for me as an Arsenal fan, but it's great for the supporters of the club to bounce back after that emotional loss. Um, not having Eric Dyer, um, uh, you know, from the North London derby. So. Uh, it's great to see uh, Tottenham back in form, and they're probably going to pass Chelsea soon. Yeah, um, we've said it multiple times. Tottenham is sneaky good. The run of form that they have been enjoying as of recently has been super rich. Um, and this is this is about the time of year where Tottenham just starts getting good and staying good. They usually start off the campaign a little iffy. Now Kane is fucking firing on all, all cylinders, super dangerous. Son got his uh, goal here has been fucking phenomenal in the past couple weeks so Tottenham great fucking job here Southampton what a shit way to welcome your new manager I'm glad Charlie Austin scored because he is the unofficial goat behind Shane Long I think if Southampton want to be good they start Shane Long and Charlie Austin every single match and just watch the magic happen but this new manager has a fucking job and a half to do i do not do not fucking i'm not fucking jealous of his position at all this is like taking over the titanic right before it hits the or right after it hits the iceberg you know who we need who they need to sign it would be like the ultimate front three are you ready for this go uh charlie austin shane long and then this is who their signing should be will grigg Will Grigg is on fucking fire. Let's go, Southampton. Will you Will yeah. you love Southampton if they uh, get Will Grigg? No, but um, <laughs> I, I have no love for that club. And, you know, I hate Tottenham. We hate Tottenham. We hate Tottenham. But it did bring a fucking, you know, smile to my face to see them beat the fucking Saints. So, all right, guys, that was our recap of the weekend uh, of the top six. We don't have time to talk about uh, the other matches, you know, but shout out to the unofficial gay capital for getting a win against Crystal Palace. I just want to touch on that because I always like to say the unofficial gay capital. So shout out to Brighton. Shout out to Bournemouth, West Ham, getting some nice wins. Uh, but Martin, let's move into our predictions for the weekend. Uh, we usually give our bets for the weekend for this. So do you have any bets that you're like really eyeing up or any games you're really interested in for this coming weekend um the gambler in me wants to take chelsea uh at manchester city even though i personally think city is gonna rock them um and the okay also gambler in me wants to take tottenham over leicester city just because the odds 
Um, Tottenham is at plus 100 to beat Leicester City. And those are decent odds for a much better team, in my opinion. And then finally, because I think I'm going to do this again this this, uh, weekend, I'm going to put like three, four bucks on Huddersfield because their odds to beat Arsenal are at plus 1038. And I got to believe in those good boys. Mm. What about you, dude? All right, I got West Ham, dude. They are on a tear right now. They're in the bounce-back mode right now. And Crystal Palace coming off that loss. I think West Ham is going to come into uh, Sandhurst Park and put on a can of whoop-ass. I was watching some Stone Cold Steve Austin this weekend because uh, I was, you know, drunk. And, uh, no, I watched him on Tuesday when I did karaoke. Um, I was, like, you know, pre-gaming with Stone Cold Steve Austin because that's how you get ready for, you know, karaoke. And, you know, I think West Ham's going to put a stun in on them. It's going to be uh, a great match. I think, uh, who else are we looking at? Oh, Cardiff City. Yeah, fuck Southampton. New manager. Cardiff City's going to come in there and whoop some ass. But I want to talk about the main match, Chelsea versus Man City uh, at the Etihad. Uh, what are your big, you know, who do you think is going to be key in that game? Um. I think N'Golo Conte and Jorginho will be key for the Chelsea team. Um, if they do not play w- well, brilliantly, then that defense is going to be super exposed. And Ch- uh, City, I think, has the talent to just rip through them um, if Jorginho and Conte do not shield that uh, defense. On the Manchester City side of thing, this is, this is the stupid, crazy part about Manchester City. No one is key. Everyone is replaceable. The tactics are what... Are key. Pep is key. Um, so if if I'm Manchester City, I I wouldn't put any player higher than anybody else. Almost every player on that team is absolutely brilliant. Has been absolutely brilliant in the um, in the league this year. So I think I genuinely think, dude, that City is gonna, in Steve Austin's words, open a can of whoop ass on Chelsea. Chelsea have had a shit past two weeks. Um, and I, I think I think this pain is going to continue all the way up to uh, Christmas because that nothing says the holiday season like fucking losing a lot of money and a lot of games. Um, so yep. yeah, my final prediction is three-one Manchester City, dominating performance. Uh, yeah, I I see Chelsea. This is where Chelsea goes through a slump. And I, I really think it's going to come down to, like, because these are both such heavy possession, you know, teams. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a weird matchup because they're both a very pass-first, like, you know, f- always fighting, like, the perfect opportunity to, uh, you know, get a goal. So, I'm really interested because I feel like both teams are going to be, like, doing their darndest to, like, break each other down. So, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think it's going to be closer than people think, honestly. I'm going to say 2-1 City, but it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Hmm. We're on the opposite sides of things here. Um, I'm just excited for this game. Uh, I, I really don't give a fuck who it is, but when big six teams play each other, it's like the Super Bowl for me. Like Tottenham Arsenal, I'm not a fan of either of those teams, but I watched that North London derby like my life depended on it. Same with Liverpool City. I just love seeing the big hitters go at each other. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see this game. I know it's at the bridge where Chelsea have historically been, you know, brilliant at home. So that that's my only uh, kink in the City plans. 
because I think City, like I said, is the best team in the world right now um, and leaps and bounds better than the current Chelsea. The only, only other thing that I can see uh, propelling Chelsea to a victory is Eden Hazard fucking, you know, turns that switch on and just puts on a show and terrorizes the Manchester City defense. So, you know what? I'm I'm excited. I really could care less who wins because I think City's going to win the title at this point. So, yeah. if Chelsea loses, no, you no, know no, what? Don't, Fuck it. Don't, no, don't say it. You're going to talk it into existence. And when they win, I'm going to blame you. I'll be like, because you said it. So, <laughs> I don't... It's all uh, me. But all the other games are kind of stinkers. Liverpool, Bournemouth, like, okay. Like, Bournemouth is a good side. I think that'll be, like... A little, uh, I take that back. Actually, it'll be probably a good match. Arsenal, Huddersfield. I'm sorry, sorry, little good boy. Uh, <laughs> Manchester United, Fulham, mm, Martin. We could win. Manchester uh, United could win a game. Mm, I don't know. Uh, 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 God, right. I hope we win. All right. If they do not win, does Jose Mourinho get fired? Because if he loses to Fulham, our last victory in the Premier League, dude. In the Premier League was November 3rd. Since then, we have lost one and drew three games. If they lose to Fulham, Jose Mourinho should get fired. If Jose Mourinho is not fired, I have lost all faith in everything Manchester United board. And go fuck yourself, Ed Glazer. Go fuck yourself, goddamn uh, Ed Woodward. Go Go fuck fuck yourself, yourself, bro. Go fuck yourself. Who cares? Go fuck yourself. Um, All right. That was our predictions, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, enough. They're yeah, stinkers, dude. They're, you know, it's it's just like so much Premier League, and we're both like crazy, you know, going on our own lives. But I'm very excited of how much football is going on and how much it gives me excuse to drink. So, moving on to fan questions. Thank everyone who gave us. Uh, questions for tonight's episode you guys are the fucking best if you like the show go rate review us on itunes that helps so fucking much i read everything i'm kevin durant i have burner accounts thank (laughs) you i love all of you please send us love and also real quick martin congrats to ben rosenberg who won our fifa 19 sweepstakes I he messaged me again today because I've been super busy. He's like, "Hey, uh, are we? Are you, am I gonna get that?" So I, <laughs> I said, "I went, I went. Oh shit!" So sorry to Ben. Um, he's actually from Philadelphia. He's a Brit, and uh, he's a big Arsenal fan. Has a big Arsenal account. He's gonna shout us out on. Apparently, I didn't know that. I didn't know any of this. But uh, but I bought. Him, I didn't know you can buy FIFA codes on like Amazon. So I bought it, sent him the code. So he has it. So we are men of our words, but. It's going to take a while. So we're just, you know. Don't, like, we, we, we <laughs> eventually, will, men of our words. <laughs> we will keep our words, like, eventually. So just know that. It's like, it, it will happen. So, all right. Uh, moving on to our fan questions. This is coming from our Facebook. The first one comes from VMI alumni Mark Warak, who had a nice banter with our other good friend, Chris Davis. Uh, he asks, who is the best Premier League player that not enough people are talking about? So, Martin, uh, who would you say is people are not talking about enough? Um, I would actually say Aubameyang. Um, uh, the man is brilliant. He has the most goals in the Premier League. Yeah, the criticism is that he, he just scores tappins, but who the fuck cares if it's tappins when he is the main strike force for Arsenal? He has 10 goals in the Premier League. Um, he's looked brilliant up top, running the routes that I have never seen Giroud or any other former Arsenal striker since Robin Van Persie 
do. Um, and I think he offers a whole new aspect of the game. Uh, with Aubameyang, you don't have to, so to speak, play that possession game. He's like a dog. Kick the ball, and he's going to fucking chase it down and most likely beat 99% of the other defenders to that ball. And then, boom, Arsenal's in... Uh, Arsenal's in that uh, dangerous attacking area, and people are lauding criticism or lauding uh, praise on other attackers in in the Arsenal system, midfielders in the Arsenal system, um, Harry Kane on Tottenham, Huming Son on Tottenham, um, Aguero, uh, Sane, Mahrez on City. Uh, obviously, the big front three on Liverpool. Um, Manchester United gets a pass, uh, but not enough people are talking about how fucking good Aubameyang is especially coming from the Bundesliga he took on the Premier League like shrimp fried rice ain't no problem with it he's still the most dangerous front man um as a as a solo striker in my opinion in the Premier League mm. I, well well thank you uh you're welcome I, Kev th- that was all you. for you boo boo <laughs> wow I uh hmm. I won't have to think about my funeral tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, different players who are in the top six. I think one of the players who are in the top six not getting enough love is Bernardo Silva. I think he's been absolutely brilliant in terms of creating the attack for Man City. Um, but players who we mentioned in the last podcast, I definitely think Gilfie Sigurdsson on Everton. He's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, Callum Wilson. Not yeah, a lot of people are talking you. about him. Um, you know, your brother. Uh, Mr. Frazier, Mr. Ryan Frazier at Bournemouth. Again, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, our boy Glenn Murray. I, I think those are a bunch of them. Oh, Ruben Neves. Uh, shout out to Logan Smith from our Discord. Uh, that wasn't on the list, but Ruben Neves has also been great. James uh, Madison. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Madison from Leicester. That, we talked about him a lot. He's kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, oh, Capu at Watford. Again. Yeah. Um, Dini, he's kind of fell back. But those are a couple of players I've been looking out at. Um I've been uh, pretty impressed with, uh, but again, um, those. Uh, yeah, I didn't know how to finish the sentence. All right, the next question is from Chris Davis. He asked, uh, "How much of a low-life human being is Fellaini for pulling on Quentin Doozy's hair?" I-, I didn't read this before starting to say it, so sorry, Mike. <laughs> also, what is your take in the Chelsea's recent implosion? Uh, Chris is a huge Chelsea fan, huge fan of the show. Uh, he's the one who actually told us about Talisman Caps, who we're trying to do a. Uh, collab with who's this awesome clothing brand but uh they're kind of expensive so i you know i i they were like oh 50 hats for a thousand dollars i went oh holy shit uh, <laughs> easy there kiddos so, so i i have like literally like a hundred dollars in my checking and luckily i get like paid tomorrow so um anyway uh flady pretty scumbag move um like hair pulling should only happen when it's consensual um, True. Uh, we're we're a very sex friendly podcast, so for us, if you're gonna pull hair, you gotta ask first, or you gotta like you know like pull a little bit, and then if they like it, then like you pull a little hard. I, <laughs> I you know it's you know you gotta play it by ear. So uh, pretty scumbag move by Fellaini. Um, in terms of Chelsea, you know I think we said it. We won't talk each week about it. Like, will sorry system get exposed? And when it does, it gets exposed bad. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's not like it's like oh, kind of exposed, you know, because it's like Liverpool got exposed last year because they just had to sew up their defense. Sorry, it's his tactics. Like Klopp's tactics last year were amazing, but this tactic by Sorry has to be improved. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I think that's the perfect way to put it. Um, 
It, it's and we kind of mentioned it earlier. I think it. I think it's genuinely growing pains. Uh, this sorry system will get better and better as as time progresses. So, like I said, I don't think it's anything to really worry about. They're just going through a fucking phase right now. It's the emo phase. They're shitting the bed. Um, and Fellini, I I genuinely think. I genuinely, genuinely think that he is my least favorite football player of all time. I have hated him ever since I've seen him. Really, I hated him on Everton. I hated him on uh, fucking, or I hate him on Manchester United. And he's he's not a good football player. He's brought on to fucking throw elbows. And you know what? He is somehow uglier and worse of a player after he cut his stupid hair. So, uh, yeah, Flaney. Big scumbag. Fuck him. Huge, huge scumbag. Um, all right, we're moving over to our Discord channel. Our Discord channel is like a chat room. It's like mostly made for video games, but it like seconds as a chat room. I don't really understand it, but it's cool. It's cool. People go there. They talk <laughs> about beer and soccer and football. They talk about the show. They send us questions. Um, so here we go. First question. Uh, from the cunning stunt, he asks, "Who would win in a no holds barred death match between Mourinho and ten fifth graders?" Oh, Mourinho. Yeah, he would first like mentally shame them oh, so they become weaker. The, he would break them down <laughs> so easily. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. And then he would beat their ass. Like, I, I'm. I yeah. think Mourinho has some ties to the mob. It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if Mourinho knew like Muay Thai or some shit. Um, so yeah, he, he would have a two-part process to his plan: mentally shame the fuck out of them until they're mentally weak, like, Pogba. and then, <laughs> oh fuck, oh god damn it, I hate uh, my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old goddamn friend. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Mourinho would kick some fifth graders' ass. I think that goes without saying. Ten of them? I don't know. They could overwhelm him like he gets overwhelmed at every time at the end of his tenure at a club. Ooh. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Thank you. All right. Last question comes from Brian Angelino. B. Angelino, he asks, uh, a self-interested question for the pod. Are Chelsea's woes only temporary, or has Sorry Ball been figured out by opponents? This is what we just got talking about. We got a lot of Chelsea fans on the show tonight. Um, again, I think he's got to adjust it. I think Sorry Ball is brilliant when it's working well. When it's not, and teams have figured it out, not so good. So... In my opinion, sorry ball is brilliant when it works. Obviously, if a team can figure it out like and just stop you, like it's just like you need to attack more. Sometimes it's just like fuck it, take a shot from outside the box and just like, you know, break like do something a little different. Like like different teams win in different ways. Like Man City will win a game in different ways to win sometimes. Or Chelsea when they won the year before like they would sometimes just have to get gritty results and have to change their tactics to win and i think sorry is too stuck in his way is kind of how pep was in his first year till eventually he just really figured it the fuck out i don't know what he did he took one of those you know uh, what's that movie with bradley cooper where he takes the pill and oh like, limitless yeah it's like adderall he took some fucking adderall and he went oh i figured <laughs> it out so yeah i mean i i genuinely think it's 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 just the struggle to adopt a completely new system. The Conte approach was completely different than the Sari approach. So these these are players learning how to play under Sari, um, learning while they play under Sari. So yeah, I think this is temporary. I think this this year, this season will be a little rough, but I still figure Chelsea to 
you know, finish in the top four. And you know what? That ain't bad for a first-year coach. So, yeah, sorry, ball. Ball needs to be improved upon. It definitely needs to be, uh, you know, learned by all the players, accepted by all the players. Honestly, but it ain't. It's not it, bad. They just need like less soft players. I think sorry, ball would be brilliant if you didn't have Murata as your striker. Um, yep. <laughs> and with that, guys, we just want to say thank you so much for checking in, hanging out with us. Make sure to check us out on our Instagram, Twitter, Face motherfucking book, and uh, Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, Lads Podcast, at Lads underscore podcast. And make sure to support our Patreon and help us so we can buy those talisman hats maybe one day. And we thought about making hoodies, and everyone's like, oh, it's wintertime, Kevin. Are you going to order these hoodies? I'm like, no, motherfucker. I can't even afford FIFA 19 myself. I'm, I have to take <laughs> other people and send, send promo codes so they can play it. So, so uh, still waiting on that. Um, but, yeah, make sure to check us out on our social medias. Check out stadiumscene.tv, our supporters, our network that we're on with other great podcasts, and they help you find the best bars, restaurants, and uh, parking to all your sporting events. And, uh Martin, did I leave anything out? I don't know. I'm, I'm just babbling. I think that wraps it up. Um, football comes back in two days. Eagles play the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Uh, Sixers lost last night. And that's your sports recap. Let's all r- go. All, all right. That was your week. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking to myself. Fire.